0: No more
1: adventures. I'm not going that
0: way.
2: Do you think? that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, so that you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Water Boy, Joshua, the Geocaching Vlogger, Cashley, One Kind Word. Ravenclaw Tia Shermanator 18 Butterfly Girl Loon Trackers The Aussie Geocacher The Geo Gearheads Sodak Zack, The Deadliest Cashers, Terrell 2 Neil Moore Molly the Geocaching Dog Team D&D Geocaching Adam Peachy 1276 The No-Code Geocachers Curiosity Girl Tick Magnet Marsipanic, Bricker John Fire Safe Doc Firewoman FS Sabero Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geocaching Janji, Geocaching Junkie, Sir Drumalot, Janice, Tri Tom Frey, Rugles The Bruce Zero, EGK PBR, Casamaya, and our new patron, USMC Master Sergeant Barry. Salute to you, sir. Thank you for being a part. If you'd like to become a patron, Become uh, head on over to patreoncom talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. <laughs> Support levels start at as little as three dollars a month. Well, let me start by welcoming my co-host Sydney. Hello, everybody. And Jesse. Good evening. Let's jump right into show number seventy-eight for December third as we talk about what got us hooked on geocaching. But first, some news. Where's the little sound thing? Did it, did it, did it? News, newswire. Sydney?
1: I'm good. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: <laughs> You like that? Did it, did it, did it? Just off the wire. Hot off the press. No, it's not hot off the press. But we do want to mention that... Um, we got the two new souvenirs coming up. The reason I'm mentioning it, the fact that it's the end of the year, is because of events. If you want to publish an event, you've got a couple of weeks to get your events ready to go. So um, are you guys going to host some events for the Celebrate the New Year to get your two new souvenirs? Are you going to go to some? Or What, what y'all's plan?
1: I'm not sure yet. Still up in the air.
0: I don't believe I'm going to be hosting any. I'm going to be traveling, so I'm going to be back in the Memphis, Nashville area. So I don't know exactly. There may be some events around. There's probably events around there, so I'll just find what's local and go.
2: Pop in one, yeah, yeah. I think we're kind of the same same van. We'll we'll probably um, we'll probably catch catch one. I don't think we're gonna. I don't know. We 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 still got to talk about it. We we might we might have some um um, some events locally that'd be kind of uh, interesting to do. But uh, I've done
0: that in years past. Done a one on New Year's Eve, and then one on New Year's Day. So right, uh, and then this this year's what Christmas and Christmas and New Year's Eve. So
2: oh yeah, okay.
0: Christmas and New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's uh no, it's New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Oh okay, celebrate the New Year. It's kind of like the a couple of years ago when they did the you got you could get a souvenir for finding a cash or. Hosting events. What is the? Let's go take a quick look at this. I think you. I think these are for events only. Let's take a look real fast. No, no. It's, I've, I've, no it's it's
0: caches too, isn't it? Caches too. Oh, fi-
2: find a cache or attend an event. So yeah, there you go. Just like yep. So if you found a cache on December 20, December thirty first, and if you found a cache on January first. Uh, you can get souvenirs. Susan, and I did that a couple years ago. We went to Fort Worth, and we we came back through, and we found um, Tombstone, which is the oldest in Texas, and that was part of our end of our little trip thing. So that was kind of fun. So, oh, oldest
0: in Texas and a multi cache,
2: and a multi cache, one of the oldest multi caches. Yeah, not the oldest, but yeah, Jesse's found that one too. So, and we didn't even know about the best way in until josh and i did it <laughs> we were walking out it was like oh my gosh it's right there when well, we didn't see it so it was i think we had the, we did the funner way to do it so
0: yeah we got a few scratches but it was worth
2: it <laughs> we did uh and then um next next sunday is the big event um our second annual podcast of hope uh it's gonna start at 4 p.m central time and go till midnight. So it's eight straight hours of podcast. Um, what we do is we will take for our audio listeners. Um, what I do is I'll record every hour cause each hour is a different topic. And so, um, kind of like we did last year is I'll record, uh, it, I'll sort of stop and start the, the audio recording, um, each hour. And then, um, Put those up in separate – put those on iTunes uh, as separate shows just to get people – because, you know, if you're driving around, you probably want to listen to one hour of it. You can listen to all eight if you want. It's up to you. But uh, I want to split it up, though, for you versus um, the YouTube video will be eight-hour. eight, eight hour, But you can always fast-forward through parts of it if you don't want to. <laughs> who to fast-forward
0: through that? I know. Who Come on. Wanna,
2: that's right.
0: That's eight hours of geocache talk. You can't fast-forward through that.
2: It's eight hours of goodness right there, and we're gonna raise tons
0: of money for St. Jude.
2: We are. We're really looking. Everybody listening,
0: skip Starbucks like once or twice this week. (laughs) Click on the link, send some money in. You know, it's a good cause.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll talk more about it this week, and we'll talk more obviously on the on the actual podcast. I put down in the uh, bottom of my. Um, lower third and it will also be in the show notes but if you want to give now it's already uh, you know the, the lines are open people are you know waiting for your call right now uh, events.stjude.org <laughs> don't actually s- call no don't yeah. there's no no phone number but you get the idea they're virtually there waiting for you to to uh, to support St. Jude so org forward slash podcast of hope is the link and uh, you can go out there uh, and um, give whatever you'd like to give. Um, we're going to be doing several neat shows. Uh, and uh, one of the things that sort of Jesse mentions to make sure and try to mention other other than the ones I've mentioned already. Another one that I don't think I've really talked about much is that we're going to have um, holidays in Australia. Last year we did Irish, the holidays in Ireland. Um with Sarah and uh, talked about what they do in Ireland to celebrate the holidays. And so this time we've got uh, Scott Thompson and um, Craig, Michelle are going to be on uh, from Australia where they live. Uh, It'll be Monday for them as we do that show, but they're going to tell us about, what they do in Australia? What do they eat down there for the holidays? You know, is it different than what we have in, our, in the U.S. or is it different than what you have in different parts of the world since we're an international show? It'll be interesting to hear. Um, and what's weird is um, Scott lives in South Australia and they do their time differently down there. So he's going to be 30 minutes different. Well, the, the, his time zone is 30 minutes off from where... Craig is. So, how bizarre is it that they don't do them? They don't split their, their uh, daylight savings time, or, you know, in, in, they do them half hours sometimes in parts of the world. It's really weird. bizarre. I know it's so odd.
0: Everybody should just adopt Jesse time <laughs> right. all over the world, and then it'd be good to go. And then we don't have all this 30 minutes ahead and stuff.
2: Exactly. It'd be perfect. It's worked
0: for me my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Just go ahead and get on board, people. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to do talk about holiday books and movies that's always controversial the movies part is it a movie is it a Christmas movie is it not a Christmas movie we'll discuss and then we're going to do one called it is about the numbers so Zach is going to be on for that um, and Christy Memphis wife is going to be on uh, as well as Jesse for the it is about the numbers that should be interesting because is it or is it not? So I can't tell the answer yet. I know we can't. You have to hear it. Eight hours jam-packed night. Again, uh, you can go donate now. You can donate um, the night of, and Joshua has a special thing he's going to be doing. Um, so if you want to donate during the two-hour vlogger roundtable, um, he's got some prizes that he wants to give away to a lucky winner, so um, stay tuned for more on that. All right, what got us hooked on geocaching? We're going to start with Sydney. So Sydney, what got you hooked on geocaching?
1: So I've been thinking about this all week, and I can't, thinking back to like my first month or so, there's not one cache that was like, oh, this was the greatest cache ever. So it's really hard for me to pick like, what exactly it was. Um, right. But from the day I started, I found caches for, like, I think seven days in a row. Oh, wow. That's a big So start. I guess there must have been something. Yeah. I, I mean, none of these caches were super spectacular or, you know, really cool or any gadget caches, nothing like that. Um, so I'm not really sure. I guess it, it, it must have been, you know, opening the app on my phone and being seeing all the little dots all over my town and being like, these things are everywhere. Right. And and they're in places that I've I've, you know, walked by. They're right down the street in the park by my house. And I just had no idea they were there. So it's kinda like, you know, it just kinda blew me away that how did I not know about this? Like I was kind of like, I'm so smart. How did I not Already figure this out,
2: <laughs> right?
1: And I'm, I, I'm, I like to think I'm pretty good with the technology, but uh, I just, it never even dawned on me. Like there are all these times when I, you know, I've had, I had a smartphone for a long time, and it's just never even, never even found it. So I was like, this is crazy. How did I not know about this?
2: Well, but to you know, like you're saying, it's not like somebody. It's not like you'd heard of it before, so right. I mean,
1: and it, I guess part of it that really got me was the whole secret, like secret society kind right. of thing. I found right. that part really interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean that's, in a sense, it's kind of a good thing maybe that not everybody in the world knows about it. I mean, it'd be kind of a mess, I think, if it don't y'all think. If it was,
0: it would be. If it was like a you know Pokemon Go. Flash mob of a million people joining one weekend, it would be destroyed.
2: Yeah, because there's, there's some... no way
0: we couldn't handle that influx of people at one time.
2: Right, because there is some. I mean, the, the virtual. If it was just virtual, though, I could see where you, you it could it could handle a ton of Yahoo's joining or whatever. But because so many of our caches are actual physical, I think it's best that people come into it sort of in a the way they come in i guess so but
0: supposed to be sneaky
2: yeah so uh we're gonna have each person talk about this but your first cash though sydney is gone right unfortunately
1: right so i actually my first cash i went out on my lunch break from work and i think i found three wow that's pretty um and I believe all three of those are archived. Oh, Sad. oh, darn it! Yep, yeah, uh, but I actually placed uh, the first two caches that I found. I placed two caches, pretty much not in the same spot, but near there. Right. So like commemorating, you know, this was my very first first two, anyways. Uh, because actually, what I did was I I found two, and I logged the second one first. And then I logged the first one I found. So it, it shows up backwards Yeah, in my stats. Oh, well. I didn't know what I was doing.
2: <laughs> At least you logged them. Yeah. There's people today that don't log them. They just find them. That's, I don't know if that's a 20-something thing or I don't know. but. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, you've mentioned before the fact that... Um, Was it some of those first ones you found that had the historical aspect to it about the women's rights for your area that, or is Um, that that came about later?
1: So the second one that I found was at um, like a, near a statue to like Elizabeth Cady Stanton and uh, Amelia Bloomer and people like that, that, you know, had the historical meeting in Seneca Falls, New York, which is where I'm from. Uh, So, I don't know if I mean it might have been that, but I, I really don't think it was because over the next couple days I found caches like along a trail, uh, near kind of near my house and stuff like that. So I don't really I mean that's kind of an interesting part, but I didn't find a whole lot of caches like that in the beginning.
2: I was Delayed. just kind of finding right.
1: finding everything, basically sure. at that point.
2: Now. When you first started, were you were you dating Glenn at the time, or was that before?
1: Yeah, um, okay. I was, but he was working nights at that time, so I was kind of going out, you know, when he was at work or during oh. my lunch, and then on the weekend, I think I said, "Hey, let's go, go do this thing that I found out about."
2: <laughs> and what did he say? <laughs> I'm not always sure. I don't remember
1: like... exactly. He's like, Fry. I don't remember the conversation, but he, we went out uh i think at least two days on that weekend and found some right i don't know he didn't it's funny i don't remember what what i said or like how i found out or anything oh wait yes i actually do remember now i remember (laughs) um because i about a week before i started we were going camping with my family. Right. And uh, I was just like looking up things to do while we were there. Like what's there to do in, you know, this place. And one of their things was on their website said geocaching. I was like, what is this? I don't know. And then, um, so I looked it up and I downloaded the app, but I didn't know about like saving offline or anything. And we didn't have cell phone service there. Oh no. So we didn't actually get to find any because I was like, Oh, I don't have cell phone service. I don't think it's going to work. Um, so we actually tried to find some while we were there, but like I said, it didn't, it didn't work. So right. So I, we, we waited a, a week or so after that. That's
2: cool though. You were, you know, and what is what was it about it? Do you think that you, what? I don't know. What was it about Let's... finding them? I think, well, let me, let me step back for a second. What do you think about that? Um, the reason we were doing this show, um, um, should have mentioned was um, Larry Dickinson, uh, uh, XYZ Explorer sent us an email and I'll read you a touch of his email then we'll get back to Sydney's to uh, experience, but he says, I just want to say that I love your show, Sunday Night Show. I am from Canada. Hello Canada. We love you guys up there. Uh, we have a lot of Canadian uh we have some patrons in Canada, and we have a lot of fans, so we love Canada. Unfortunately, I am not aware of any Canadian geocache podcast. Well, Caching in the Northwest is kind of, sort of, but we are Canadians' Canadians uh, podcasts because we are an international geocaching podcast, so... Um, he does a suggestion for this show. He says, "When you, when was the moment that you got hooked on geocaching and decided that you just had to continue?" For me, it was about. He talks about his experience about um, the fact that he uh, found this one on a trail. He'd passed a hundred times before walking his dog, and he'd been told about geocaching from a friend. Ever and then got in, got excited about it, and uh, so he's been able to find quite a few. While he was out walking his good puppy dog, so uh, he dug out an old GPS, loaded a few caches, and away he went. So um, when he found his first cache, he was like, "Look, here it is! It's exactly where it says it's supposed to be." Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, he was hooked ever since. So, was there an aspect to uh, the fact that you had? information about a latitude and longitude you go to it and you actually found something that was there is there is there some aspect to it that you felt like like accomplishing something or like a check check mark I found it you know or
1: I think it was more of like this I've walked by this place similar to what right uh, Larry said I've walked by this place I've lived in this town you know almost my whole life or whatever I've walked by this park so many times and uh, i this thing has been here for years and i had no idea that was kind of and then you know not everybody knows about it like that i think that must have been been it like the whole secretive right secret agents you know kind (laughs) of thing um
2: you mentioned in the notes about 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 events really interest you um yeah
1: so i went to my very first event and i I didn't really talk to anyone i had no idea what i was doing um <laughs> but that was like <laughs> but that's weeks good. after i started um but then i started hosting like a, a monthly breakfast event because i noticed there was one up in rochester but so there should be one where i live because sounds like fun um and i did that for quite a few months and it was Really uh, good to see, you know, so many people were interested, and they were saying, you know, are you going to have one next month? And then when's the next one? And um, people bringing their coin collections and discovering trackables. And this one guy uh, that lives near me, he has a a very large coin collection, so he would bring like a couple different ones every time, and they're really intricate. And you know, that that part kind of kind of got me too, was seeing all the cool coins. But the the whole travel bug thing kind of lost, uh, at least the traveling part. Right. Kind of kind of lost it on me after I realized. Oh, they don't uh, don't go a lot of places usually where right. they get lost. Yeah, I found that out pretty quick.
2: Which is funny because you just had an event down in my area, uh, very recently, and brought some trackables, and I took photos. I need to put that I discovered them. I'm I'm bad about that. I need to get back on track on that. But but I have a quote here. You didn't know I was going to do this, but I have a quote from my book from Sydney. Oh, boy. Right here, Sydney, a.k.a. Charminator18. What uh, book is that? That's the Hide and Seek, Life Lessons of a Geocacher, found on Amazon.com. Boy, is that shameless plug or what? But go, go buy it. You'll love it. Uh <laughs> please you'll buy <laughs> you buy it buy it's a geocaching book how could it be how, how bad could it be right that's kind of book i know so here's here's what she wrote before i found out about geocaching i often felt very anxious in social situations i kept to myself and hated actually talking to other people when i started attending geocaching events which you just mentioned i found out how fun they can be and how great other geocachers are i got to know many of the local cashers in my area and and would now consider many of them close friends I even started hosting events and so forth. So is that – do you feel like that was another aspect to it? Obviously, you wrote it, but
1: the fact that – I didn't remember that I said that. (laughs) Um, But for for a lot of my life, I have felt very anxious actually talking to people. Right. Um, And obviously, hosting these events helped me with that, and obviously now I'm talking – live on the internet to
2: thousands of people thousands millions, of people at, yeah.
1: I don't know about millions Gary that's a little exaggerated well, a little
2: exaggerated but thousands I mean we get a lot of downloads every month I mean but go ahead Yep. Uh,
1: yeah so I think you know just having an event that's just for people that are interested in the same thing that you are and that's you know what you're there for and what you're talking about it kind of gave me like well I, I know what I pretty much know what these people are going to say and we're not going to talk about stuff that I have no idea because everybody's mm-hmm. there to talk about geocaching. So.
2: Yeah, and, you know, that's, um, you know, us, us telling, you know, talking about this on the podcast, I think it really helps for people that – because, Sydney, you're talking to people that maybe are – they've never been to an event and they don't really feel comfortable with the idea of going to an event – Unless they, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I think, uh, you know, what, what like you're saying is that, you know, go to this event, even though you don't know anybody, give it a try. It's not going to be, you know, p- to your are friendly and, and you're going to enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I know what that's like, like being afraid to go somewhere because you don't know what you're going to say or who you're going to see here. Um, but, uh, geocaching events are different, in my opinion, because uh, you're you're all there for the same reason, and you all enjoy doing the same thing. So, I feel in that sense, you can always find something to talk about.
2: Yep. We're gonna come back to Sydney here in a minute to ask her about why she's still hooked, but we're gonna move over to Jesse.
0: I'm not even hooked, so Jesse. It's hard to answer the question.
2: Our, uh, <laughs> of any of all of all the people that are hooked, you and Sydney both are wearing uh trackables about geocaching, so I think you're hooked. Just a little surgery and you can it off. Can Right. Help. No, so I don't I don't think it's little. But uh so uh, um and I we've talked about this before when I've had you on the you know back when yeah. you, you weren't a co host we talked about this a little bit. But th- looking back, you know, um with your first find and your first DNF now that it's been a little while. And um, I know we've talked about, but are you able to capture somehow the, that idea of, or even what, even is that what got you hooked? I guess is a good question.
0: Yeah. It wasn't my first find that got me hooked. Um, And kind of like Sydney, I was fascinated that there was, and I was a detective in the area I was in when I first heard about it. So I knew the area very well and, you know, at least I'm supposed to, right? That's my job. Um, I knew kind of what was going on in the area and everything. And uh, somebody mentioned it, and we didn't have a phone or an app or anything uh, at the time. We just we heard somebody saying that they were hiding things all over town. And uh, we went and looked it up on the website, and we're like, oh, I know where that one was in a church parking lot. We're like, I know where that is. So we went over there, and we found it, came home, and nobody was really excited about it at the time. So <laughs> um, it didn't really take for us at that time. Um, I looked it up 619 days later, uh, we had moved to Colorado and, uh, we were, didn't know the area we were hanging out, you know, and typical story for anybody. We didn't really have anything to do. Didn't know the area. We started to find a geocache. We downloaded the free app at the time and went to find one. And actually what helped us is we didn't find it. We could not find that first one. Um, which embarrassingly I did go back and find it later and it was very (laughs) obvious, but (laughs)
2: Uh, But that's a cool thought, though the fact that you didn't find yeah,
0: so DNF is what got us hooked. Isn't that
2: crazy? um, A DNF, that is because
0: actually it was three DNFs in a row that day. But uh, we didn't even know how to log a DNF at the time. Um, We finally found one when it was getting dark that day. But it was for us. It was you know we're intrigued by the fact that it was so. Instead of now knowing the area, we didn't know the area, and it was a good way for us to get out and play. And um, the best thing that could ever happen to us is we couldn't find that first one. If we had found that first one, we never would have been in geocaching at all. We're a very competitive family, so um the fact that we couldn't do it, that that definitely had to be the moment that that we actually got interested in and in hooked from that point. Although we didn't, you know, we didn't jump in and, and go crazy, but we did find a you know, more than zero, so yeah. <laughs> in the previous year. So <laughs> we skipped that previous year, but um we jumped in and started finding it. it was that that cloak and dagger, that secret stuff that you're going around and doing something. That was fun for us. It was like a neat, you know, like a neat movie or a neat game that you get to play, and not everybody knows about it. And we didn't know anybody, so as far as we knew, nobody in the whole area knew about it.
2: Now, uh, your time with uh, as part of law enforcement, and we do thank you so much for your service in in thank that you. area. Um, had was there no? Did you guys ever get a? Uh, an update or, or any kind of, um, there wasn't any kind of like, this is what's going on in the area. We need to, you guys need to be informed of this so that you know what's going on. Or, I mean,
0: not then that was 2009. So nobody really, I mean, there were some in town, but there wasn't that many in town and, um, I had never heard about it. And that's is how I heard about it. The first time they, somebody kind of mentioned it to us
2: law enforcement. There's this thing
0: going on in town. Right. Um, I don't ever remember a bomb scare or any of that stuff back then. Right. Um, You know, that was long before before 2011 and it was, you know, it was uh, when I started back and now since when I went back and started the game and I was still in law enforcement, we did get them. We did get suspicious package calls and people got more suspicious, you know, in recent times and, um, but none, none at first.
2: Did you guys um, take advantage of the, i guess geocaching.com tries to get um law enforcement uh departments of different types uh accounts free accounts so they can kind of know or be more informed about about what's going on or is that
0: yeah they they take advantage of it but uh in this police department that i moved to in, in colorado there was uh, already a couple of cashiers higher up in the oh, okay the agency Right. They kind of knew about it and people that had been involved in the bomb squad from time and all bomb squads know about it. Right. Sure. Um, so they, they kind of knew about it. So there was people around that knew about it and then, then I became that person and right. So they, and everybody in the, everybody knows about it now. All law enforcement knows about it. Now you have to be pretty new not to right. Well, something has come up over time.
2: Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, um, uh, you know, I mentioned Susan, I found one in Jefferson, Texas, and it, uh, it's literally on the bench right outside the police station. And the person that has it there, uh, is the, she's a secretary for the, for the police station. And, uh, we, we we were finding that one, we're looking and we're looking. You know, we're not. We're trying to be stealthy, but we're like we just want to get this and get out of here because we're right here. We're in, you know, we're in Leo territory right here, buddy. We need to get it. We need to get it done, Susan. We need to get out of here. But uh, we weren't. <laughs> we weren't very stealthy. So an actual police officer came out. And goes, you looking for the geocache? It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, you're yeah, there they I- know it. You're yeah, in the right lady. area, so... Yeah. Yeah. And so he's the one that told us about who, who it was that did it. So it was kind of... It was kind of funny. It's like, um, yeah, I guess we are. We were, you know... Yeah, I've found a few at uh, police
0: stations now in a few different states. <laughs>
2: That's great.
0: A lot of times they have them there now just uh, as a community relations tool, you know? So... Right.
2: Um, Early so, on,
0: it was kind of like... Uh, like Sydney mentioned the events. That was yeah. really so we got interested in it and we got hooked on it but uh i think that could have gone away if it wasn't for events our uh our first event we went to was just a local dinner event they have a monthly one here yeah and um it there's probably 20 30 people there and we didn't know a single one of them so we show up and uh, everybody was really friendly and and we liked it and we still know most of the people that were at that very first event now. That's cool. And most of the people we know in the state outside of work are, are from geocaching. So it was right. great. We went to that event, that event. that event series is still going strong. So it's still happening now. People are still attending every month. And, um, we were lucky enough here. Our fifth event was, a uh, a whole weekend. There was three events that weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. It was,
0: uh, a mega, a mega weekend. So there was a mega, wow. there was a four wheel drive event. So obviously, at that point, yep. Uh, okay, this thing is pretty cool. You're in, now. but it's a bunch of four wheel drives going up to the top of a mountain and you know camping and stuff. And yeah. um, that was like the start of the weekend. And then there was a, a mega event and everything else. And there was even a lost and found, but I'm not gonna talk about that one. That's a different show because <laughs> <That's... laughs> I don't have that on my profile. So that's a different show. Right. Um, but that was so that uh, early on, we had a lot of things that fell into place right right in the beginning, right at the right time. And, you know, you got to know tons of people and it was a lot of fun. So.
2: Yeah. You know, um, cause you had said that early on, I mean, you, you, your girls were pretty young. So, mm-hmm. and Christy was, and we, we joked about her the very first time you mentioned, she's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm not interested. <laughs> and then that very
0: first one, she wasn't interested. So she's like,
2: I'm out, but then things changed. But, um, do you think that the you getting sort of hooked on geocaching? Is it the fact that you got hooked on it, and so Christy and the girls kind of got hooked as well? Or do you think that their interest kind of changed your perspective on geocaching because they were like, "Oh, this is kind of cool," and we're in? And, um, or you know, there, it's
0: I think for us, uh-oh. we were lucky enough to get hooked all together. So all four of us were together when right. we. Didn't find our first ones and then found one. That first one that I found the years before, um, there's a lot, I I didn't know anything about it. Right. And it was an LPC and it was just like a prescription pill bottle, um, with nothing fancy in a church parking lot. There's nothing adventurous about that. That would really, I, I didn't even know how to sell it to the family at that point. Right. Right. Um, uh, later on when we're out here and we have a new area we have a reason to go out and do it and all four of us got hooked together so i think that's what if it was, i think again if it was one of us it may not have ended up the same right we did it as a family we've done it as a family ever since so
2: yeah and you're <clears throat> you're kind of in a an area of the world that in a sense wherever <laughs> you go I mean, I we've Sydney and I both been to Colorado. It's like, it's so gorgeous up there. It's like, even at LPC is kind of like, well, just look around. You got the mountains right there. So, you know, (laughs) I
0: remember that first event for us. It was, uh, it was about the mountain, you know, we're, we're sitting there at this event and everybody's talking kind of. And at this point, it's still really, a in town game where you find little magnetic things around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and I don't even remember who now, I think I know the cashier, but, uh, I heard him talking. We're in a group, big group. We're at a um, a barbecue restaurant. Um, and uh, somebody goes, yeah, there's there's one at the top of every 14 or, you know, 14,000 foot mountain. You're
2: right. You're like, wait,
0: what? wait, back up over here for a second. <laughs> that, turn around, which ends up actually not being true, but it didn't matter. At the time, it didn't matter because I thought it was. And uh, now it's now we're talking about adventure, right?
2: Oh, yeah. And I don't even
0: think at the time, I, I think we had the free app, so we couldn't even see those anyway, Right. Right. Um but it was enough to get us interested. I'm like, wait, there's there's more to this game than we're currently yeah. seeing. We're still doing Where I think at the time there it was the free app you could only see like three three oh. events. Or no not three events, uh, I'm sorry, um, three caches.
2: Three, three three difficulty.
0: Three closest caches is what you see. Oh, see.
2: That's true, yeah. Back then. That
0: was that free app and uh yeah. um, 'cause we started with the phone. We didn't start with the GPS or anything. So Right. Right.
2: And then you start looking around and you're like, they're like up and you know, and so that's a whole other world I mean you know um you know going up finding one cash you know you, you we've talked about this before you found one cash and you it's like it was a whole day it was a whole day of fun, but you only found one oh, cash yeah.
0: i mean yeah, and that's that's the best and that's <laughs> w- when we get to the later part of the show, I've got a good example of that, but yeah. uh Why that's uh yeah. it's just that mystery right that Oh my gosh, there's all this going on and there's more to it than they even know about. Right. That's you know, becoming a non muggle, getting converted. Yeah.
2: Um yeah. It's and, so, and so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that here in a minute about what sort of what keeps us hooked. I think that's I think that's also uh, a fascinating talk because we're we're in different parts of the world and we have different experiences and so I, I think it's kinda interesting the three of us. I think it's you know, makes for the one of the best podcasts in the world. So, anyway, uh, so um, I'll mention real fast mine, and then we'll get into the uh, what keeps us hooked. Because I think that's again very interesting. But uh, so, why did I get hooked? Um, a lot of uh, a lot of it I did include in the book. I'm going to sell the book, but because I don't make what, much. What off book of it. is that again? Uh, it's the hide and seek. Uh, life lessons of a geocacher <laughs> you're so funny where
0: can you where can I get that book
2: you can get that on amazon just, just oh, okay, uh okay. just, just look is. just look up my name or look up life lessons <laughs> of uh, of a geocacher and you'll find the book but uh no um a couple a couple notes um about the uh, that I put in the book i think was um going really back way back is when I was a kid um and we were we were waiting around. Um, for whatever reason, outside my my dad would take a couple minutes and he would be looking on the ground looking for four leaf clovers because it was just kind of a fun thing to do because you know sometimes you just need to pass a little time while you're waiting on whatever outside and uh, I was like, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, I'm looking for four leaf clovers and he explained to me, you know, they're pretty rare and I'm like this is kind of cool. It's like an adventure. You know out here that I don't even know that this adventure even exists, you know, and so i, I was hooked from that from that point on Anything, any kind of adventure um I'm hooked on curse oak island um oh, yeah. I know Peter young and I have talked about that he's the i b geocaching he's our um uh, our uh, one of our sponsors, and we've talked about. he lives near there and i'm like oh i want to go up to there i want to see all this you know but watching the show there's a bunch
0: of caches up there too
2: there are yes the oak island series up there oak island i mean i'm just you know i'm fascinated with them searching for that treasure and uh you know um going to when in in uh, the dallas area they had the king tut uh exhibit come through here and took the kids and susan and I was just like, this is so cool. Look at this. I mean, they, you know, this was buried for years. You know, how many, you know, centuries or, you know, and, you know, King Tut, you know, comes along and, you know, we we got to go see this. You know, see the exhibit. You know, it's one thing to kind of hear about it or read about it, but when we went there, you know, we're like, this is it. This is the actual. You know, these are the actual things they found that were hidden um that um you know we're we 're so it 's kind of like a treasure you know it's a treasure thing that 's kind of the way i 've always looked at at geocaching is is it really is it 's a um, it 's a modern treasure hunt and uh you know just being being fascinated by the whole process i mean I'm, even to this day i'm i 'm fascinated by the technology that we use you know we i, I think we just sort of I don't know. I think sometimes we forget the 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 fact that we can take our phone even today. This is I was using GPS way back in the day, but you can, you take your phone and you can look up, you know, a latitude and a longitude of something, and the fact that GPS even works. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we had uh, Doc Fireworm on before talk about the physics of. The process of, of GPS, but just the fact that we can use that, and we don't even think twice about it now, most of the time, we just sort of assume, you know, GPS is sort of an assumption by everybody today, um, but just that whole, to me, it's still fascinating that I can go to a latitude and a longitude, and I can find stuff, it's just, to me, it's, uh, that's really how I guess I got hooked was was those items, so.
0: Even further than that, you can do it on the watch.
2: I know. There you go.
0: The Apple Watch. So Not cool. very easily, by the way, but you can. <laughs> it's Theoretically possible.
2: Right. Have you used it very much for that, or you just kind of? I mean, no. you can look up. No. But
0: no. No. It works. Is all I'll say. Okay. When
2: it's there's good. a Cashly app on it. No, yeah. It's getting better. Well, it is getting I mean the 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 technology's getting better every day. Um Oh yeah. Yeah. So
0: I mean it's not it's not really I mean you could do it I guess like if you're in an extreme urban environment it'd be okay
2: but Yeah.
0: You're not, you're not climbing a mountain and using your Apple <laughs> no, Watch. <design>. No.
2: no. <laughs> it is it is what it is but all right. So we're going to talk now about what keeps us hooked because I think that's also a fascinating topic that I think people can relate to us about. So uh, back to you, Sydney. Um, You've got some notes here. Tell us about what keeps you hooked.
1: Sure. Um, well, first, I want to preface and say I do live in New York. And so it does get very cold and it does snow. So my caching. Significantly plummets in the cold months um, right. because it's so darn and hard just to get up and go to work every day. Uh, why would I want to go outside and stay outside more than five seconds? Um, but some days it is nice in the middle of winter, <laughs> occasionally. Um, it's tougher to
2: geocache. I remember I've seen. Remember one of your periscopes one time. You're out searching in the woods, and uh, it's oh like, gosh, yeah. how do you, how do you find anything? It's like it's covered in snow. It's so like, even if it's not <laughs>
1: covered in snow, it's okay. So it's either that, or it's extremely cold, or right. it's both. Right. And then you have you know layers, and you can hardly move, like the kid in A Christmas Story, and he's, he's got his arms out like this, and you can't. <laughs> You got to take your gloves off to sign the log and then your hand is freezing. Right. Oh, it's just, it's such a pain to go oh. caching in the winter. <laughs> it really is.
2: But so I generally, but I generally geocache
1: during the summer or the spring or the fall. Right. But I I, I do find caches in the winter when, um, for instance, I was working on filling my calendar so that, kept me going out there. That's true. Um, so there were a lot of cold or snowy days when I had to go somewhere uh, after work or during my lunch and and find a cache. So that's that's what has been keeping me, keeping. I wouldn't say hooked, but keeping me going in the winter is to have some sort of uh, thing you're working on that needs, like this day, I have to go find a cache. So right now I'm working on a traditional a day challenge, so fill your calendar with all traditional caches cool, so I still have a number of days that I have to fill for that, so now there's days that I have to go out and find a traditional cache
2: so so you find those kind of items um in a sense those keep you hooked versus well, the three hundred and sixty six day challenge did you? what was your overall experience? I, I know there probably were days where you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this again. <laughs> but overall, right. did you, did you have a good experience? Do you feel like you, you kept you, I mean, you mentioned did you just, it just kept you hooked. And, um. Well,
1: and... yeah, I would say so. Um. It's okay. in my opinion, it's good to have some sort of goal that you're working towards. Right. It could be, you know, something as easy as I just want to find two caches this week or something like that. Um, Right. or jesse does like crazy ridiculous challenge caches that only he can ever accomplish <laughs> right um, but just setting some goal uh and then you know once you achieve that goal change it to something else maybe do something on the completely opposite side of what you what you did um but for me especially having these goals where you need to go out on this day and find something whatever it is um especially like I said in the winter here, because I think if I didn't have those types of goals, I would maybe find like a handful of catches during the winter, you know, on the couple of days when it's, it's nice. Right. <laughs> so just, yeah. and and last winter I was, it was crazy because there was a couple of days when it was really bad and I probably, you know, sh- I shouldn't probably leave where I am right now, but I have to go find a catch. <laughs> so that was, I had some uh, interesting, uh, adventures on those days
2: (laughs) right Um, now with um, McDougans and and Geopup Rogue now Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like that they share that adventure with you as far as that part goes or do they because I know that we mentioned before about with you know Glenn's like interested in it if it has sort of a there's some sort of his not always history, but if there's a historical tie in, mm-hmm. I think he's more he's he has more buy in to the to it than
1: yeah, um, definitely. Uh, he does, I would say probably less interest than I do, but he's he's not like totally sick of it, right? Um, he a lot so now now we do have the dog. We didn't have Rogue at first. Um, right. We got her about a year after we started, but now um, it's good for us because she has a lot of energy. Right. So she wants to go out for long walks, or basically hike up a mountain. She right. would do a five-five <laughs> by herself if we would let her. Um, she's hooked. So, <laughs> yeah, she, but she's not really interested in finding the cash she just wants to chase squirrels and stuff but you right know, yeah.
2: <laughs> she just wants to um, be she wants to be out
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because for those who don't know rogue is my dog i see this question in the chat room <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> rogue <laughs> it's is not a dog. my child
1: that's chasing squirrels or anything she's yeah. a dog um
2: we we went traveler. out to find a
1: cash today just me and and rogue the dog um right. I, I get to the cash, and I am I have her leash in my hand, and she's wrapped around a tree. And I'm like, what are you doing? Come, <laughs> no, come over here. You have to – don't go around that tree because I can't walk over there. um okay. And so I'm, I'm reaching for the cash, and I have her pulling me this arm this way, and I'm, like, trying to pull this pill bottle off the tree or whatever. And I'm like, no, just come on over here. And she's not so interested in the actual, uh, like, signing of the cash right. or putting the cash back. Yeah, she doesn't care about that part, no. so – uh it's always an adventure with her. Um it usually takes two people to go geocaching with Rogue. Uh, like I said, because she is just all over the place. She's running around, she's chasing squirrels, she she doesn't want anything to do with, you know, standing still, basically. Right. Uh so Glenn usually handles handles the dog. Right. And I do all of the formalities of finding and signing and replacing the geocache, basically, is how that works. So he That's he good. has a lot, uh he has her that he has to deal with. Uh so he's usually getting pulled all over the place. So he, he has a lot of other, you know, obligations right. to attend to usually.
2: So um, when you recently went to D.C., because um, Washington, D.C. is kind of a different animal as far as geocaching goes. It's, I think pretty much all virtual, unless you're probably outside of the city limits or so, you probably can put, get back to traditional caching. But um do you feel like that, 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 that kind of, cause I know you, you know, we've joked about, you know, you're, you know, you're sort of, you love earth caches, mm-hmm. you, you love these kind of other items. Do you feel like that that's another thing that kind of keeps you interested is the, you know, the trip to DC is that sort of an example of.
1: Right. So that was, that was a fun trip because we didn't have the dogs. So different. It was nice sure. nice to be just, just people for once. Um, um, but it was that was a good trip because A, we weren't just doing geocaching. Uh, right. we went there for a completely different reason. Um, right. but you know, I made made us do geocaching stuff because why not? Right. Um and <laughs> Glenn is very into history. Um and so he wanted to go to the you know the National Museum of whatever it was that we went to, Natural History, I think it was.
2: Right, Smithsonian, um, and, probably.
1: Yeah, one of the Smithsonian's, and so yeah. those are those are cool. And then, uh, you know, all the mostly all of the memorials have a virtual and or an Earth cache. So you know you're kind of seeing all the touristy stuff, but then you're geocaching at the same time. So that was a fun experience for us because he was actually interested. Right. Right. In what we were doing, and um, he just walked in for a second there. I was
2: like, Let's go <laughs> um, get his take on it, Joe. No, i
1: Yeah, um, he's like, you're talking about me. I know it. Talk- I can hear um, it. Yeah, but so that was it. Was fun doing the tourist stuff. But, yeah, and, and you didn't have to be sneaky either because they're all virtual. So you were just like looking at all the historic stuff like everyone does in DC. So.
2: But you're catching geocaches at the same time too. Yeah. Yep. It's cool. And
1: DC is a whole lot bigger than I ever remembered. Takes forever to get all the way down that (laughs) damn tunnel. It's a
2: lot of walking. It is. It's good though. There is an easier way to do it though.
1: Oh, I I heard after after I went there, Jesse sent sent a video of him on a segue. (laughs) We should have done that. That would have been fun.
2: Exactly.
0: That was a good way to geocache. Good way to geocache.
2: Um, all right. So, so Jesse, um, tell us a little about what keeps you, what, what keeps you hooked?
0: Uh, a few things, but, uh, Sydney kind of touched on one of them, like DC, you know, you're talking about DC. I was actually there the week, like the other end of the week that she was there. I think we there's only like a week in between the days that we were, you know, in DC. Right. Um, and I wasn't there for geocaching. I was there for a work conference. And, uh, but we got to go geocaching by Segway, and there was virtual caches around or his tied into history and stuff. So that was a lot of fun. And, and one of the great things is you can do it anywhere. So we're, I, I'd say our family, as much as we're into geocaching, we're geocachers second and travelers first. Right. But we get to geocache wherever we travel. I, it's rare that you get to go somewhere and there's no geocaches somewhere around, right? You've yeah. probably gone to the wrong place. <laughs>
2: um, if there isn't. If you're, you're there. There's so, something
0: wrong. Um, so I love that part, too, because we'll always be – if geocaching never existed, we'd still be traveling forever. Right. And now we have this game that we can take with us, and it's a lot better than the license plate games that you yeah. grew up with. You know, <laughs> um, That's true. But for – I guess probably what's kept me and us geocaching is a little bit different. So um, for me, it's uh, the adventures that you can get into. Um, in the last year, you know, we mentioned DC. Um, I've uh, I started off the year by going down to Florida and kayaking in the Everglades and seeing alligators and and doing great fun caches while we're down there and renting a boat and going out to an island that had a bunch of history tied to it and stuff and uh, and uh, we've done you know going in caves and hiked up mountains and um, crawled through tunnels. Uh, that was kind of a turning point for me because uh, all of us, at least me anyway, I assume we all do all of us want to be in a place where we think we're across between Indiana Jones and Sherlock Holmes, right? That we're going to figure everything out and we're brave enough to go do all these crazy things. Um, so the first cash that ever really opened my eyes was uh, it was, it's archived now, unfortunately, but it was one called wormholes um, and I put it in the notes too. It was the very first five five ever did, oh, and it wow. took a dozen of us all day long to do this cache. It was all underground. There was a bunch of um, you know in like water tunnels, not like sewer tunnels, but you know right. water drain tunnels.
2: Oh wow. Um,
0: there was a bunch of these ammo cans bolted all throughout this series of tunnels, and you'd have to go and find them and open them up, bring them all the way back out, and sit and work as a group on figuring out the puzzle to find which tunnels and turns to go into next. Wow. And it took us all day long. Um, and that was the first thing I'd done like that and hooked after that point. I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, this is so much better than walking up to a, you know,
2: right. A lamppost or something. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: It was great. And That's, I've been hooked on kind of that aspect of geocaching ever since looking for the next adventure or right. wherever we can go. I'll drive. I'd rather drive a day, spend all day, you know, boating or climbing or something to get to one. I'll have so much more fun than I will. Uh, a lot of times doing other stuff. But um but that's the, the adventure the adventure that's possible right. kind of keeps it fresh for me. But um so, yeah, as, you're,
2: uh, you're finding one but yet the whole adventure is worth yeah, the, it's the whole worth, day. It's the whole worth, weekend or whatever. It's worth the one versus people who well, nothing wrong with it, but they their their idea is they want to do fifty or something in a day. That's a whole other way to do it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, it is, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's probably uh, my second most favorite aspect of the game for me personally is that, you know, if it was only that, you would do it like six times a year, and it'd just be an outing that you did, right? Sure. But there's so many different ways to play the game. You can find, you can go out and on a, you know, uh, Christy and I will go out on a day and, and find 45, 50 or whatever, and we call geo dates and, yeah. and have a lot of fun. And, you know, we didn't use any special tools or anything. We're just playing, jumping in and out of a car and find a little greasy spoon somewhere and, and having fun with it. But you can find when you're tired of doing that, then you can go do something different yeah. because there are, you know. There's even ones about geology if you get really bored. So there's all <laughs> kinds of uh, there's all kinds of caches out there that you can do. Is that a shot um, at
2: Sydney for the? I had caches? to throw one
0: in there, right? But um, as far as so I mentioned earlier that we we kind of cache as a family. We started that way and we still do it again. Yep. For the family, it's events. We love the events still. We love going to them. We love traveling and and meeting new people, meeting new geocachers wherever we are. And um, the events are a lot of fun. Um. We started hosting some after we started going to some and we have continued that series. And and the part of Colorado that we're in has a really active um, geocaching group. So you see them, you host an event. We've, I've even tried to host events to see if we can get one to where nobody will show up. Um, It (laughs) didn't happen. We've done them (laughs) at midnight. We've done them uh, in the middle of the water. We've done them on top of mountains. We've done them Everywhere. And you, you'll, you'll never have one here that nobody will show up for. Right. Um, so it's cool. just a really active group. And then, you know, when you get to go and, and you're traveling through and you meet cashers like in another random place, and it's so different everywhere. So it's, you know, that part is really, uh, really neat. Um, that and, and not to, to double up, and I'm sure you'll say the same thing too, but not to double up on what Sydney said, but having a, a challenge out there to do. Right. Like she's doing that one with the traditional every day. That sounds super hard to me. Right. She was joking that I would do some crazy ones, but that one sounds super hard to me because <laughs> in my area, yeah. I have to travel a good bit to do that. It would take, I'm kind of cleaned out, you know, right around where I am. Um, yeah. I'd have to drive an hour every day probably to get that done. Yeah. See, I just
1: moved. So it's all good. Ah,
0: cheater it
2: works out for her.
1: So I, last year when I was filling my calendar, I, you know, scraped out, that area I was living in. Now I moved somewhere else and I have new caches I can find.
0: That would but you know every challenge is different, right? There's uh, uh I put a couple in the notes, but there's a challenge in the notes. Uh you have to yeah. find a hundred earth caches and a hundred virtual
2: caches. Yep. Uh G C working on that one? G C seven F E N W
0: yeah. Out of all the normal types, not webcam included, uh, that one's obviously impossible almost. Um, Earthcash is the only one I don't have a 100 of. So, uh, 100 that's going to take me a long time. To,
2: 100 virtuals. That's cool, though. I like that idea. Uh, but
0: that's a cool one because you get to go and you're going to be trying to pick them up when you're traveling through somewhere. It gives you something to focus on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there's other ones, you know, like the the 1055 challenge that's kind of what's inspired my whole goal and we're not getting into goals for this year but my whole goal for this year was was based on a challenge that right. that we saw somewhere else so um Wait,
2: that's uh GC7DY8Y mm-hmm. is that one is, is that one that we signed down here
0: no that's uh what was that one we signed down i'm sure here. where that one is we signed one down there it wasn't a hundred five fives was it no
2: it was a, it was a it five, was five five
0: one in five in Texas,
2: yeah, that was cool I, I haven't done it yet, but I signed the log I just can't claim it. I was
0: luckily able to finish that one so yeah Because um, 'cause I'd come through Texas before and done a few yep, yeah. so that that's was a- great, but that's fun challenges right I mean there's yeah it doesn't matter what it is if it's traditional every day or um. You know, finding a streak or 366 days in a row, it's something fun to do. Yeah, uh, and there's always, always a new challenge out there that you probably haven't heard of before.
2: There's infinite one. There's almost, I would say, infinite, but there's there's a lot of them. And then I like the aspect that that uh, that you're kind of g- have gotten into as well is the fact that if you don't see it, create it, create a create yeah. a challenge that. Um, now, there's obviously we're not talking about challenges just exclusively tonight, but that's that's uh, something, though, to to keep keep uh, the possibility is some people have never created. I've never created a challenge. I need to do that. But um, you have to there are still there. You know, there's a set of rules and criteria you have to follow. But uh, I like to be really creative. Yeah,
0: you still can. I know people are saying, oh, you can't do any. Yeah, you can. I made three creative ones in the last couple of weeks that, that I didn't think were going to pass, but they did. Right. So they still fit within the rules.
2: So what what are what are some of those that you think um, people could do? Because that's the other thing: people could do it wherever they want to do it. I mean They they could they could right, duplicate. Absolutely. So what are some what are some things that you think would be good? the
0: three that I um I came with, and I got ideas from other people. One was twenty five webcams, um,
2: and that. What? You know, oh, exactly. I guess like we love, love hard, That's
0: not as hard as 50 states, right? So, right, it's a doable challenge if you're traveling and you get them. because according to the rules, once you sign it, you've got the rest of your life to qualify for it. Right. Um, and then uh, I did one that was not super complicated, but it was around five fives. You had to find them um, uh, five different types, five different sizes, and then five different states. Oh wow! Five fives, um, <laughs> City's like no way.
1: To, I don't even want to have instantly
0: done it. It's something to shoot for, right? To take time and and everything yeah. else. So I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna go for one first. We'll set the bar there. Um, there you go. And then once I get one, maybe. So could you uh, could
2: cre- you create a challenge uh, like that, Jesse, where you do? Um, it would have to be a uh, uh, just one five five in five different states.
0: Yes. Okay. Cause there's a bunch of those out there and 10 States and stuff like that. too. I've got, but, I think but, I've got one that's five, five and 10 States, but yeah, you could do just one
2: five, five state. and three States.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, so it's cause as long as it's verifiable, right. It's that's the whole trick now is it's got to
0: enough of a challenge appeals to enough people. Right. Uh, and you've done it. So you've got to, you know, you have to do all those things too, yeah, of course.
2: Sure. Of course.
0: Um, And then the third one was nothing like that at all. It was, um, and I, I, Completely stole this one from another person. I saw it somewhere else, but I thought it was a really cool challenge. It's not a, a hard one if you've been caching for a little while. It's uh, the 100,000 word challenge. So your the words in your logs and your found it logs yep. have to equal up to 100,000 or more.
2: Wow. So it's, um, that's GC7GGEX.
0: And that one's not mine. That's the one where I saw it from originally. Uh, that's right. But so... You know, that's like the anti-TFTC challenge, right? <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> I but I guess
0: it. some people could still do that. If they found 100,000 caches, they could. Um,
2: thousand words. Wow, that's cool.
0: But those are three different challenges that are completely different. And, yeah. you know, not we don't want to get into a challenge show, but no, um, still, it just shows how fresh you can be with, with geocaching and do different things all the time. Sure. You could only find traditionals for the rest of the time and still have tons of stuff to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know that's something that um I, I think for for me as i mentioned before I'm still fascinated by by the whole thing and um very much like like you jesse the whole geocaching friends or events um is huge i think for us um you know um the the time that we um you know, we did the Texas Challenge last year and got to go to events and see people. in MOGA, I know Sydney was able to get be there, but, um, you know, there's, um, you know, she's been able to go to several events, too, where, she, you know, she probably, mm-hmm. say, you would say the same thing, Sydney, the fact that um, there's something about being able to go to something like that and hang out with people that sometimes you know them, sometimes you don't know them. I mean, we met, well, we went to Geo Woodstock, 14er out there in Denver. Uh, You know, we, we, uh, you know, I had... I had talked to Sydney before and I had talked to, to Jesse and Christy and everybody, but, uh, to actually sit down and, and spend some time together was, I think was really cool. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that whole thing was just, um, you know, it's the first time I met Joshua first time I met, you know, Sonny and Sandy and, and be able to sit down and, and sort of spend some time. was for me, I was sort of awestruck to be able to, to be around and, and, uh, to talk to him and, and to hang out was, uh, it was very meaningful to me. And then just seeing other people that I know, you know, and, and, um, being able to, to do that to me is, is really another reason why I think I'm still hooked and think we'll always be hooked on geocaching is the, the friends, the events, um, and, um, the time that we, have the time that we, uh, Susan and I can get out and do these the, our geocaching weekend trips it means a lot. I mean, we haven't been able to do a lot of that lately because of you know job chaos that I'm involved in, and um, still trying to find a you know steady job is, um, is taking up a lot of my time uh, of late. But um, I, I think that the fact that I'm hooked. Um, because of various things we've talked about tonight, I think in the fact that I'm always, I'm still hooked. and I think I'll always will be hooked uh, because of the richness of the sport. There's so much to it. Like, like Jesse's talking about, there's, you can get, you can be in, I think this is something I'm, I'm maybe surprised when people are like, oh, I'm not really interested in geocaching anymore. It's like, well, maybe there's aspects to it that you haven't really, that you're not thinking about or that, I mean, there's various reasons why people are not hooked, which we really, that's a whole other show. But um, I, I think they're missing an aspect to it that they think, that I think that they could be, right? Because, Jesse, you're, you're talking about how if you're interested in, maybe you want to just go around and find virtuals. I mean, go, go travel around and just find virtuals. Forget about, forget about physicals for a while. Go for, just go find virtuals. Enjoy. Absolutely. The, the,
0: the, I would tell people to go back to an event. Right. If you want to get refreshed, go back to an event, talk to some people, see what other people are into, and if you're still not refreshed after that, I'd, yep. you know, yep. you know well, give it another shot, but it's, it's, it'd be hard not to be.
2: I agree. I mean, go to a – I'd say go to a Mega if you can. I know some people are not comfortable – Going to Omega, but we we met some folks in, in, in from Moga that um, it was their first event. They were, uh, in fact, we, we hosted the one um, if you remember, Jesse, when we uh, for the show, and we had some folks come from Nebraska, and they were fairly new to geocaching. And um, I think though that just watching them interact with other people and kind of feeling more comfortable, and you kind of see that you know you see people who. Um, I think they go to an event like that and they just get, they're just really fired up about the sport because they're seeing other people like you're talking about how they're now, they're like, Oh wow. You know, I had never thought, you know, and they start talking to people and they hear about, you know, Hey, I'm kayaking and geocaching. It's like, Oh really? There's, you could find caches. Well, you know, cause we love kayaking. We never, I don't think people sometimes put the two to, put things together. Maybe that should
0: not, I think you're right. And you don't, you don't think about those things until you, you talk to other people. And it's, it's fun. Having been in the game in a few years, it's fun getting to see people get excited about those same things. We got excited about when we first heard about them. Right. Right. We, right. we dog out LPCs all the time and everybody does. Cause it's a joke. If you've been in the game for a while, right. right. But <laughs> when you first figured out that those things lifted up, it was cool, <laughs> you know, and you first figured out that that bolt, and the guardrail could actually be a geocache instead of, you know, and could be fake. Yeah. That was amazing at the time.
2: Right. It's it, to me it and, still yeah. is, but I maybe I'm just I'm just a naive or a very naive cacher maybe, but um, I w-
0: I still think it's fun as well. I think it it's is. great that this game is in front of everybody else and people don't realize what you're doing and they just think you're playing Pokemon now, but
2: uh. <laughs> this is the whole other show, which we're going to talk about next week on podcast. of hope we are doing the other, sh- the other games is one of the hours we're going to talk about Pokemon go and, and all the other games. But, um, you know, Susan, and I found one fairly recently down in Tyler and it was so well done, but it was, it was just well camouflaged. And I think sometimes when you find a well camouflaged cache. At least for me, I kind of step back and go, this is why I love this. I love it because somebody took a lot of time to hide something in plain sight. I mean, everybody everybody who d- drives by this little thing or, or parks near it, they see it every day. And they, can't, they don't know what it is because it's well camouflaged. Unless you're a geocacher and then you find it and you're like, ah, I found it. It's like there's something about that that's just... It's hard to describe to people the joy and the um, that aspect of it. That well, it, it, even something about you know it, it. It's the you know, like you're saying, Jesse. You, you go you, you go up a mountain, and it may not have been you know. Um, you know, some of the older caches, you, you go to uh, Terryall. I mean, uh, now, again, granted, you can drive pretty close to Terryall now, but if you didn't drive close <laughs> to it, let's say, let's say you took the adventure more from an aspect of hiking. You're up pretty high, and you, you get, you. let's say, you know, you, you don't take the normal paths. Let's say you came from the, I think if you come from the west, it's a little tougher than if you come from the east side of, Colorado, but just for for sake of argument, let's just say we will use that as an example that you did hike a ways to get to where all is. So you hiked mm-hmm. out there; it's gorgeous. You get out there, you find it. Um, spoiler alert: it's a Home Depot can. <laughs> you know, there's not. is you're not going to miss it. I mean, it's. I mean, you can't miss it. It's just sitting there. It's just a. It's a Home Depot. You know, uh, can you know one of those large Home Depot things? Yeah, but. The fact that you found it, or or let's say just an ammo can that's up, you know, but you, but the aspect of getting to it was such a different. It was a it was a a type of adventure that's different mm-hmm. than the one that I found. That we found in Tyler that was in a parking lot, but it was so well camouflaged that it was so cool. You know, there's something about both of those that are completely different, but yet in a sense, there is a there's an adventurous aspect to, to both of them that I think keeps uh, keeps all of us hooked.
0: Absolutely, the adventure can be different every single time, but it's still that final aha moment, right? Like, ah, you know, and you can't you can't explain it to people that haven't done it. A lot of times, it's hard unless you take them out there. But you know, you're searching for something. There's no value to it. And you're, you know, it's just the fact that you you've won. You found it. Yep. no matter what it took you to get there or to find out where to go, you did it, yep. and it was fun. It's fun, and you know now you've got to do it ten thousand more
2: times. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so final thoughts, Sydney, on this um, this topic. What are your What are your final thoughts?
1: Yeah, just to bring it back to something you guys said, we I geocaching has given me both a good reason to travel and something to do when I'm traveling. So I've, I've always wanted to see all 50 States and do all this uh, kind of stuff. And geocaching has kind of added a bit to that. So I think that's, you know, if if we're going somewhere or somewhere I haven't been, I'm always going to make sure that I'm going to find a cash there just to say that I did it or put it on my map or get the souvenir or whatever it is. So that's just, you know, something that is keeping me on is traveling and meeting people and going new places
2: very good and uh, jesse
0: um yeah that's that puts it pretty perfectly you know traveling is awesome uh geocaching is a great game and i think we each got hooked on a little different way and we're, we're but i think we're staying hooked kind of for the same reasons right it's still an adventure there's tons of different things to do we love meeting new people and stuff like that especially that share the, the same game as we do and we can do it it's a worldwide game, um, so it's adventure. It's great, you know. If if this is kind of off topic for the show, but you you mentioned it. If you start losing that fire, go talk to some people. Go yeah. get out to an event, talk to some people, and see what gets them excited. And you'll get all fired up again, um, and set you some new goals and new challenges, and, and keep remembering what that adventure is. And while we're you know while we're hiding tough, we're in the woods, and and while we're tattooing ourselves up, and and you know racing out the door based on a notification to beat other people to that Tupperware and get that fresh, that, you know, that fresh adventure in again. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I yep. just, I, I love the continued adventure of it.
2: Yep. Yeah. There's a spark. And something else that I think people could do is if you're, if you're kind of losing that is watch a periscope, watch, watch see my shell who's a crazy man who does this, he does a Periscope every day. Um, You know, watching him is um, just, it's infectious. It really is. Or or other people that, um, you know, um, you know, Geo Paul uh, did one today. Um, They were at a a Christmas, uh, it was a Christmas geocaching event. But, you know, there's... um, like you said Jesse just um watch a Joshua video. I mean that's that's something that really I think um you know you know bless his heart he does those every week and um I don't think we I don't think we thank him enough um for um for what he has done for geocaching and uh in all the different podcasts, you know, we joke about, you know, ours, uh, you know, we, sort of a healthy competition, I guess, with the rest of them, but, uh, you know, we, we love all the other podcasters. Um, We get along Mm -hmm. with them great. We, we really, we're good friends with all of them. And I think that, I think that um, watching them is, it kind of can re-spark people, um, you know, for different reasons. And, um, you know, um, um, you know, I, I I, I do uh, thank people who have sent us information about their adventures Mm -hmm. and want to thank, as you mentioned, we want to thank Larry Dickinson for for bringing up this uh, this uh, topic, because I think it it has been a fascinating um, discussion to 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 go back through.
0: Well, it was fun to even think about what got us fired up in the first place and what. And what yeah. keeps us fired up now? So it was fun for us too. So yeah,
2: no, I agree. I I I, uh, I think that that it it, it sparks it sparks us. You know, uh, next Saturday, um, you know, our little group's going back out, um, and we're really excited. We have 17 caches. Doesn't sound like a whole lot, but they're all like difficulty fours and terrain fives, and they're really going to be a tough adventure. Um, and they're very oddball. You know, difficulty one and a half, terrain five. It's like uh, I'm excited because it's parts of fizzy that are like unusual that you may not see every day, and so I'm I'm fired up about and just the the time to spend with these guys that I enjoy. Uh, we we give each other good time, you know, good good ribbing, and you know, uh, we do the whole. Um, you know, huckle buckle, where if you you don't see it first, then, you know, the the pressure's on because everybody else is looking at you like, we found it, why can't you find it, you know? And so it's like, oh, dang it, i got to find it now because they've all found it, I'm staring right at it. So, But then I turn around and do the same thing to them. It's like, I see it, why can't you guys see it? What's wrong? Have you all never geocached before? What's going on here? So we have a good time (laughs) with, uh, you know, it's just all good fun. But uh, anyway. All right. Well, coming up on the show, <clears throat> as we've talked about before, and we're going to talk about it quite a bit this week, and really tell people um, to join us uh, next Sunday for our eight-hour podcast of Hope, four p.m. to midnight Central Standard Time. Uh, we will be live. Come join us. We're, we've got uh, we've worked you know pretty hard to make sure we've got a, a good lineup of all stars. Um, you know, Sunny and Sandy. You know the. You know, probably the greatest geocaching podcasters of of all time. I think we that's unarguable. Um, will be on the show with us, talking about um, looking back and looking forward, and just hearing from them the wisdom that they have about geocaching and, and um, really gets me excited. And we've got so many different shows and uh, a lot of different cool people that are going to be on. Josh was going to give something away. It's really cool uh, related to the magic, the gathering. Um, So you want to definitely be uh, tuned in for that. So tell your friends, you know, that's where it really becomes important for, for the, for the people that listen to this show is we really need you to help us because we can only reach, you know, so many people. But if everybody would go tell their geocaching friends, hey, you know, listen to parts of next week or come listen to at least, you know, part of the podcast of Hope. And, um, you know, we again, we're trying to raise, um, you know, $2,000 this year for St. Jude's and Children's Hospital and um, trying to beat childhood cancer. So um, it's important to us, um, and it really would mean a lot to us if you would go help the the cause um, by getting other people to come listen to the show. And I think they're going to find um, part of that spark that maybe that um, they may have already or they may, maybe they don't have it right now. They're just sort of casual geocachers, and maybe we can get them uh, more involved in the sport. So, um week after that, we're going to talk about favorite points. That's going to be a fun topic. uh mm-hmm. Geocaching favorite points, and we've had some good fun time with that already. Because because uh, Jesse took away a favorite point from one of my caches. So that's
0: right. <laughs> we're going to talk so about. What you don't maintain it and get it that's, archived? That's
2: right. You get it archived, <laughs> and you get, you get it taken away. But, uh, so that'll be a fun, that'll be a fun talk. And I'm, I, I was, I'm fine with it. I was just, uh, it's fun to, it, again, it's a good, it's a fun topic <laughs> to talk about. So, and then in, in three weeks, December 24th, may just be me, but we are going to do a show 81 Christmas special. It may not be a very long show, but we are going to do a show Christmas Eve. Um, my family will, um, probably shoot me for if I'm on too long but I think we'll do a a very short version of that uh, show number 81 so all right. well we hope you enjoy the show tonight Uh, email us your comments at Talk at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on twitter at Talk. mine's at gary slinkard one word jesse's at memphis underscore mafia sydney is at shermanator gc and facebook at facebook.com slash Talk. show can be found on itunes stitcher Tune in radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't, for, don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go get hooked, or even get hooked again and go geocaching. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. Good
1: night.